Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 845, May 6, 2022. We hit 92 degrees on this day Woo-hoo. in 2016, and we hit 25 degrees in 1989. And just because it amuses me, a uh, question from uh, the back page of today's Pioneer Press weather trivia What is the record high temperature for the United States in May? Now, isn't it a reasonable assumption, given that we're supposed to be hysterical about a warming climate, that it would be recently, maybe? Uh, 1875. Uh, You're close. Yes. 124 degrees at Salton, California on May 27th, 1896. Wow. Wow. Who are those brought to us by, by the way? They're brought to you by Aquaside, and because of this increasingly warmer weather, everything's starting to green up. That includes the foliage under the surface of the water. So uh, you can get a jump on this, especially if you have a smaller area you want to treat with an Aquaside product, just like a portion of the beach or around the dock. Aquaside pellets are perfect for that because you can spot treat the smaller areas. Aquaside has been keeping lakes and ponds, uh, the beaches free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years. They're a White Bear Lake company. The products are made in White Bear. They are easy to use and begin working right away, and they're registered with the EPA and DNR. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. You can call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushere. GLR, say hello to the traveling Lymans who are live in studio. Here's the sheet, this day in Minnesota history, but I can't read it now. It's at the end of every show. (laughs) It's Tom Lyman and Jessica Lyman. Wait a minute, were they hand-delivered today? No, no. Well, they could have been, been, but they came by by email. (laughs) Tom and Jessica, uh, tell us what you've been doing with your life. Uh, Back in 2012, we were... I was, Jess was already retired, and I was going to retire on Halloween 2012. So on January of 2012, one Sunday morning, I'm reading the paper, have the TV on, and she comes in and she says, what are you going to do in nine or ten months? Mm -hmm. You can't sit in that chair for the rest of your life. Right. And I turned down the corner of the newspaper, I looked at her, and I said, maybe we should travel the world. She left the room. I thought I won. Yeah. I went to work the next week. Next Sunday, I'm watching the TV, reading the paper. She comes in, put that paper down, turn the TV off. And I had spent, I'd spent a week with an Excel spreadsheet trying to figure out how we could make this work. Mm-hmm. He said, travel the world. I said, okay, let's do it. So I did the numbers, and it worked out. And the only way we figured we could do it and make it affordable and be able to live nicely was to sell everything we owned. Oh, Perfect. man. Everything. We have no wow. storage. We have no house or apartment or nobody, no family member's house that we have any belongings. Do you have kids? We have kids, but they're old. 
So you sold the house. We sold the house. Where were you, Needham Prairie? We, no, we are in uh, Chanhassen. Chanhassen? So we sold uh, Lake Minnewashita. Okay. Oh, that's beautiful. What did you retire from, Tom? Uh, I worked for Burlington Northern Railroad 42 and a half years. Yep. I was on the train, so I got to wave and smile yeah. looking out of a caboose or a locomotive. Oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. Jessica, what did you retire from? I owned a real estate company okay. most of my career. Now, are you? why are you home suddenly? How many years have you been gone? Almost, in Halloween, it's 10 years. Wow. Ten years? What? Yeah. Wow. When did you start sending me on this day in Minnesota history and why? And then I'll tell you uh, yeah. why I asked that in a moment. Uh, I used to send them sporadically to yep. you if it was something about Hubbard or St. Paul. Right. But when we were stuck in India for those 10 months, right. I start sending them to you every day, and then you start reading them because you used to say, all the way from Mumbai. Right. Because it's something you would do on a radio station in Crookston. It's just the corniest thing in the world. <laughs> exactly. And, and, but but it, you gave it new life because these were coming to us from God knows where, Mumbai, and then uh, Marleth Park and Mumpumalanga. Yeah. And so you weren't doing it during the first part of your 10 years of travel. No, it was sporadic once in a while. When I'd look at it, if there was something about, like when Hubbard started, right, you know, right. I'd send you that little, right, you know. Right. But when we spent 10 months in lockdown in a hotel room, a Marriott hotel right near the airport in Mumbai, there wasn't a whole lot to do. So time, time kind of started thinking, oh, I'll start sending this every day. Yeah. Well, now it's just become an integral part of the show. We yeah. just closed the damn show with yeah. it. It's just because it's so fun where they're coming from. Yeah. Where are you off to? The to the point where he gets critical of... Something or little happening in the state. Yeah. <laughs> nothing happened Damn it, today. nothing happened today in the <laughs> state. Where, are you, uh, where have you not been? Well, we've been to all seven continents. Okay. Including Antarctica. Really? Wow. Yes, which was amazing. One of our favorite things. We went on a small ship with about 160 passengers. And twice a day we got off the ship and went in little Zodiac boats to go out to the islands. Wow. And at different points we were standing on an island with a million penguins. Really? It was unbelievable. Uh, just an amazing uh, experience. Oh, a penguin dying on the bet. ice. I bet. <laughs> but, but, you know, so that was really kind of like the topping it off. That's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But we've been to a lot of countries. We don't really worry about how many numbers of countries we've been to. We just kind of focus on what appeals to us. And mm -hmm. we love nature mm -hmm. and wildlife and interesting culture. Uh, and how long are you in town on this trip? Uh, two weeks here in Minnesota, and then we're going to go to Nevada and visit another kid we used to have. Okay. <laughs> and then from Nevada, where do you go? We're going back, back to... Back to Pumalinga. <laughs> oh, you are? Yeah, yeah we are going back. It, it's been really... Uh, COVID has put a tremendous impact on our travels mm -hmm. you know it's one thing if you go on a vacation for two weeks mm -hmm. but for us where we go and stay somewhere for a month or two it really has an impact on how we can live comfortably within that environment so we found that staying in africa right now till things with covid settle down more is kind of a good base for us to use explain what happened to you in mumbai uh we went there at the end of january 2019 we were that's pre-covid yep and we got there we we had went on a train uh that we booked a week-long train from kind of like the the uh orient express mm -hmm. but it was called the maharaja express yeah. all right oh wow. and then after that we went did that for a week and then we had arranged a private tour of india with a driver with the two of us for 56 nights and we started, Jeez. and it was really fun. We were in this nice car, this Lexus that had Wi-Fi and nice driver with the hat. And 
and very inexpensive compared to a tour in other countries. And uh, we start touring India, but after about when was well, it? it was March when COVID hit and things start closing down. We were supposed to be there until the first week in April because we were going to get a cruise from Mumbai to the UK. Okay, now March of twenty, are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. And then so then when things closed down, we flew back to Mumbai, going to leave, and we uh, on March twentieth, we went to the airport. We had a flight book from in the Mumbai. middle of the night. Huh? In the middle in, of yeah, the, red eye, and uh, fly from Mumbai to Joburg by way of Kenya, and nobody was wearing masks yet at the airport. Right, and it took us a couple hours to get up to the front counter, and then we put our luggage on the thing. They never took the luggage, and about thirty, forty-five minutes, they're hitting the computers, checking everything, and they come back and they said South Africa just closed their borders. You cannot get on the plane. Wow, wow. So we had to take our luggage, and we went back to the hotel we just checked out of and then we checked back in for three days that they closed and then after three days they told us that we had to leave because they were closing so they said they'd arranged another hotel for us so we went to this other hotel we get to this other hotel they said we don't know anything about you we're closing closing tomorrow morning there we are with all our bags we don't have a lot of bags but they're heavy you know and uh, we have nowhere to go and the only hotels that are available are covid hotels where they have patients because all the hospitals were, were full. full. Sure. Oh, wow. So they, this one wonderful uh, concierge at the Orchid Hotel in Mumbai, he was amazing. He stayed on the phone for hours calling every hotel in town, found us a courtyard by Marriott, which is very different than the courtyard by Marriott's here. Big, a beautiful, yeah. phenomenal hotel. Said that they were staying open at the moment, so we went and checked in there. And when we checked in there, there were 330 rooms in that hotel, and there were six of us. Paying occup- customers. Paying customers. I don't know how they patients? stayed open. No, oh. no. There was no other people. Oh, there were six people in the total? Six couples. Paying customers. Wow. Six rooms were occupied by paying customers. Did they have full staff? They kept a staff there to service uh, uh, six people. So wow. they had cleaning staff. They had kept the kitchen open, but we couldn't eat. They closed the restaurant. They closed the bar. They came in our room and took out the little bottles of booze. Because they banned alcohol. Oh, my word. So we couldn't have a beer or a glass of wine. We didn't know we were going to be there 10 months either. No. When 10 this, months. 10 months we sat in that room. Did you ever get to go outside? Very rarely. Once she, the hotel arranged a ride to a cash machine because she needed to get some rupees. And they have Amazon there. We ordered a package. So I went outside to get the package. And I got the package. I was going to come back in the lobby. They stopped me. And they tested me for my temperature, and I thought this was a bad idea. If if my temperature was high, they, they wouldn't have let, let you in. Back in. But wow. at that but at that point, if you got COVID during that time, we're in the hotel. The hospitals were full. They would put you in an army cot in the parking lot of a hospital, and they'd hook you, intubate you, and hook you up to the hospital's electricity. Oh my! Did you guys Lord. ever get COVID? Just recently on a ship. Really? Yeah, we're okay now. We've been we've, we've been tested. Yeah. tested negative when we were for on our way to Southampton, yep, and we tested positive. So then we stayed in Southampton, and then we got kits and we kept testing. And when we tested negative two days in a row, that's when we went to uh, went went to where? When we flew back? Uh, yeah, we came back. Har- not Harwich. But, oh, we went back uh, to South that, Southampton to Gatwick. Gatwick, and then we flew back just on the So we were stuck first. in a hotel again, this time having COVID. 
and waiting till we got negative tests so that we could leave and come here. And none of this has dampened your enthusiasm for this lifestyle. No. People used to ask us, what if something major happened? Mm -hmm. In February of 2019, we were in Marlow's Park. Marlow's Park. We love Marlow's Park. We've spent about two and a half years out of the uh, nine and a half years in Marlow's Park because we love wildlife because the animals walk right up to the house. Wow. They come right up to you. You get up in the morning and there's a dozen zebras standing there looking at you. like No, really? Or the giraffes walking down the drive. It's unbelievable. Cool. So we love that. And we have a lot of friends. You ever see elephants? I love elephants. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. We see elephants all the time. It's a 20-minute drive to... Uh, crocodile bridge gate to Kruger National Park, so we buy a year pass. So it's about no wonder we love bucks. it. We love it so much. But anyway, where were we? You were <laughs> February of 2019. Yeah, February 2019. Um, I'm a fit, energetic, athletic kind of person, and I ended up having to have emergency coronary bypass surgery at a tiny hospital. Really, in a triple small, bypass in a small hospital in South Africa. About oh an hour and a half from Marlowe's Park. Thank God for Dr. Christian Bernard. When we were younger, Joe, yeah, he yeah. did the first successful yeah, right. heart so transplant in South heart Africa. doctors are pretty good, but I survived. I'm here, and I'm, we never missed a beat. Hmm. When, we, when I had that surgery, um, we ended up having to stay an extra three months to, so I could go on an airplane. Right. And we stayed those three months, and the three months were up. We are back on a plane, and we went to Ireland on the ocean, enjoyed, enjoying life once again. When you are done with your Nevada visit, you say you're going back to Marlis Park. Yes. Yeah. And then is that for an extended period will you be there? We, we can only stay 90 days, and you either have to apply for an extension of 90 days, and you can do that once, or you have to exit, and you can't go to a country that borders South Africa. you got to go to, because they don't want you border hopping, and which we've done. We've gone to Livingstone, and then... Return to South Africa. So, how do you how how do you think you came about this wanderlust? Neither one of us had ever cared about travel one way or the other. We're a typical Minnesota family. Are you born and raised in Minnesota? Both yeah, of you? North yeah. Minneapolis, six in Plymouth for me. But I've been in Minnesota for forty two yeah. years. I went to. It doesn't exist. St. Joe's grade school yeah. got torn down for ninety four. Then I went to De La Salle High School. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. So we never knew we had the wanderlust, but when he made that statement to me, I in, wasn't serious. In Something January clicked. 2012, yeah. it's like a light bulb went off yeah. in my head, and I thought, well, "That sounds kind of fun." <laughs> that you know, sounds kind of. You fun. know what that was, Joe? <laughs> she, she got permission. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. she got. Yeah. 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 And, and then next Sunday, I'm reading the paper, watching the TV, and she told me, "Put the paper down, turn the TV off." When she started talking, I had forgot. I thought, I just got her out of the room last Sunday. The funny part of it was, is I have had this burning desire my whole life to go to Africa because I love animals. Mm -hmm. And even from the time I was a little kid. So as soon as he said, travel the world, I Mm -hmm. thought, oh, we can go to Africa. He wanted to go through the Panama Canal. That was real important to him. Did you do that? Yeah, yeah we did first that thing. first. Oh. I thought, let's get that out of the way. And get yeah, get this out. My CP. Right, right. <laughs> so I had showed him a picture of a house in Marlow Park. That 
when I come home from work one day, I was still working, and she's doing all this research. And there's a warthog in the house, and she says, I don't know where this place is, but I want to go there. And I'm thinking, I don't want to go anyplace. They let a pig in the house. Right. Well, right. Right. <laughs> I, I wanted to experience having a 350-pound pig come in my house. Is that your favorite place, Marlis Park? It is. Mine, he, he's got other favorites. but what, Give me some of your favorites. Well, we're both in the southern hemisphere. We spent 90 days in Tasmania, okay. uh, Penguin, Tasmania, so right. the northern coast. I fell in love with that, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So we're both in the southern hemisphere, opposite side of the world. But uh, you know. I, I suppose there's not a place I could mention that you haven't been. Well, there's quite a few, really, because... Have you ever been to the, to, uh, the Middle East? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, that was a great experience. What and countries? We're going, oh, many countries. Uh, we were in Jordan and Egypt and Turkey and... And United Emirates, Arab Emirates, um, we went on a cruise uh, in 2013 where we sailed out of Dubai, and we went down the Red Sea to the Gulf of Aden, yep. which is where they made the movie Captain Phillips yep. with Tom Hanks. Oh, yes. yeah, sure. And they had pirate drills on the ship. Yes. And we had to go through these You're pirate drills, and they closed the curtains at night, and then they had the guys come on the ship with the packages, you know, Whoa. the black boxes. Yeah, they were either... Uh, UK Royal Marines or the Australian Marines, mm-hmm. a little ship came out alongside and they said the safety package, I assume it was night vision goggles and sure. weapons. Yeah. And they were on the ship for as we went to the Gulf of Aden and we approached Dubai after three days. They were out there at night and you couldn't be out on the outer decks after dark. But for us, that was so exciting. <laughs> I mean, we, something like that, we get so excited. We don't get fearful. We so we ever been in danger? Um, Not really. I mean, except for her yeah, heart surgery, huh? No, I don't think so. I think all, we're very careful. But How long have you been married? Uh, uh, 95 we got. We married. met in 91, and we got married in 95. We've been together th- almost 31 years. We're a blended family, so, he well, has two sons, yep. and I have a daughter and a okay. son. So the the question that everyone wants to know is, you really <laughs> must like each other. We do. <laughs> we like each other a lot. She don't want me to tell you this. She told me not to tell you this. People ask us, how do you survive You were in alone Mumbai? in a hotel room for 10 months. And we never no. had a fight. We, never we, had a fight. We, wow. She won't fight. I'm the youngest of 11. I fight. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we don't own anything. She don't want me to say that. We don't have... A mortgage. We don't have cars. We don't have life insurance on each other anymore because we don't have this big debt that a lot of people have. So I said, she needs my pension check the first of every month. I can sleep every night with both eyes closed because <laughs> I'm worth more money on the first of the month than if I had a million dollar policy. She doesn't like me to say that. So <laughs> have you? Is it? Are you essentially burning through, however measured you've done it, your retirement funding? No, not at all. From 42 and a half years on the railroad, he gets a monthly pension. Right. So we still have our investments and in, in retirement funds, but we don't touch that. We just live on You're the railroad. You're living off the nice. railroad pension? Wow. So we That's can do funding the, the traveling? Funding yes. the traveling, and we can do this until we die. Wow. That is yeah. truly amazing. Have what you been to Russia? Think of it, all your they blended think kids. We're nuts. They yeah. think we're nuts. Uh, what about Russia? Have you been there? And yeah. what, we, where we at? Well, we went to St. Petersburg in 2019 after she had the surgery, and in J- July of this year, we were. I want. I've always wanted to do the Black Sea. Yeah. And we had a cruise book, and it was supposed to go to the Ukraine and uh, Russia, where the Olympics were. Well, 
they didn't cruise line didn't cancel it. They just changed the itinerary. But that cruise was so expensive, one hundred percent more than the following cruise. Right. So we canceled it because they're not going to any of the uh, countries in the Black Sea. And they were doing an itinerary that was about half the cost normally for a cruise that does this other itinerary, so we didn't want to pay that money. So you never got to Ukraine? No, No. we didn't get to Ukraine. But you've been in St. Petersburg, Russia. What about Scandinavian countries? We have a cruise book, August of 2013, that leaves out of Scotland, and it goes up to North... 2013? August 1st, what did I say? Wait, you said 2023. 2023. 2023. And it goes up to West Coast <laughs> to the top end of Sweden oh, or Norway and then comes back. You're so. starting to fill in each other's sentences, yeah, aren't we, you? Oh, we've been yeah. doing that forever. <laughs> no, we really get along well. And that is a secret to doing this. Yeah. Because if you didn't get along well, you could not continue. And we don't fight. I'm one of those people that if someone wants to fight with me, I just leave the room. Yeah, mm, I don't like I confrontation. Like Such like. ten months in the same hotel, you and the CP. Oh, I think it would. Uh, uh, ten you, minutes. You'd have to. Well, not even that long, but you'd have to. Uh, <laughs> you'd have to really get used to it. Well, we did. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was all no alcohol. Yeah. Oof. No tobacco for ten months either. You a smoker? Yeah, I'm a smoker, and I started again after mm-hmm. those ten months, like an idiot. <laughs> But no beef, because cows are sacred in India. Oh, man. oh the sure. Food, he, we, neither of us care for Indian food. Right. So he ate chicken penne pasta yeah. every night for eight of the ten months. And oh, then my finally, God. And he gained 22 pounds. <laughs> oh. Every night, chicken. you can't eat chicken penne pasta every night. Wow. Tell me this. Uh, prior to this, this, it was a shot in the dark. He's sitting in the house one day, and, and you say to him, you just not going to sit here the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. What do you want to do? And you said, just for the hell of it, let's travel the world. You immediately start researching this. Yes. Prior to that, what was your time together like as a working married couple? Were you constantly spending time together? Yes, pretty much. We would love being together. We do. We're like a Kenny, handy. what do you think of that? Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. I, wow. Well, we had, we had a lake home, so... We could fish on the pontoon yeah. and stuff, but sometimes after dinner, we'd just go sit at the end of the dock. She'd have a glass of wine, yeah. I'd have a beer, yeah. and just fish off the end of the dock. Wow. And one of the, our dear friends, a neighbor lady, said, well, you guys must eat a lot of fish. And J- just says, no, I'm getting Tom away from the TV, yeah. and we can have a conversation. Yeah. You know. Uh, how, well, okay, so you brought up the pontoon. How do you deal with the little things? Like when I'm ready to go out on the pontoon, I'm ready right now, and yeah. it's always, uh, I'll be there in a second, and it's 30 minutes. How do you get by the little things like that? Well, when it comes to the pontoon, every year we'd need new ropes to tie the cleats to the you know dock for the pontoon. I can tie my shoes, and that's the only knot I can tie that will come open. Any other knot I tie, it's right. there. So she used to come out. And I'd have the new rope. She'd tie it around the dock, crochet knot, and then around the cleat of the pontoon. I can't tie a knot. But my point is, they're never they're never ready when they say they're going to be ready. You're meaning wives. You oh, mean. no, I'm yeah. always ready ahead yeah. of him. Yeah. Way yeah. ahead of him. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm always ready on time. So you're waiting for him. So what's your secret then? Uh, I, I need to learn the secret of patience. Of patience. That, that's Here's what I don't thing. have. Here's the thing. I don't have any patience. <laughs> he has no patience. I don't bitch. I don't complain. I'm not late. And I don't fight. You know what you are? 
What? A miracle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're one in a million. You're no, one but in a you million. know what? And I made a conscious decision to do that because I wanted a happy life mm-hmm. and, a happy, and be happy with my husband. Mm-hmm. And when we used to fish, she'd put the night crawler on the worm herself and she'd take the fish off to hook too, which is, you know, kind of an unusual for I a fingernail it, broad. I take it that that all got sold, the lake stuff and everything, the boats. Everything, everything. Everything got nothing. sold. We yeah. have no storage. You have what's in your suitcase. In yeah. our suitcase. We don't even have stuff stored at our kids' houses. We we got three suitcases. She has one. I have one. I have one suitcase with clothes. I own wow. five pairs of shoes. And that's what you own in life. In life. Wow. Okay, so your dream, I have your same dream, but it's scaled way down. I want to um, spend quality time in every state in the union. I just want to drive around the United States for at least two years. Have you hit every state in the union? We I've, don't do the U.S. We haven't Not at all. yet. Yeah. I figure... As we get older, I'm 69, Jess is 74. As we get older, the world will shrink. Right. And then we'll be doing the U.S. and Europe probably, you know, uh, Canada too, North America. But as we still can like to travel to South America. Will you Africa. stay with us for one more segment? Oh, you know how, time? how we know that she doesn't like to fight? Hmm. He just revealed her age on a show that reaches 2 million people. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, Such and Reavers, I don't know if you've noticed this, but she can give him silent signals when she needs to shut up. When she needs him to shut up, she just puts her hand on his arm, and he immediately he stops up. talking. It's, I've never seen anything like this. Well, it won't this. do you guys any good because you don't want to own anything, but I want to remind the listeners that uh, we're into the last couple of days of the uh, moving sale at oh, Eco Fun right. Motorsports mm-hmm. in downtown Forest Lake. They're right on Highway 61, but not for much longer. It would be a great opportunity today and tomorrow to get to EcoFund because they want to minimize the amount of inventory they have to take to their new facility, which they'll be moving into, I'm thinking, within the next five days or so. Tim will let me know. So uh, they have 25 different types of electric bikes. Uh, Caleb is uh, an expert. You'll get the right fit and the right equipment. They have all those gas-powered scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure at 115 miles per gallon. They have a full line of Yamaha equipment, great youth recreational stuff. Get a free T-shirt with your purchase. And I'm serious, this is it. They're great, great sale prices right now at EcoFun. And then they're going to transform themselves and turn, uh, turn to this marvelous new building that they're building uh, near uh, their current location. So the current location, again, is uh, Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. If you're getting good and tired like I did of the big banks, well, then I'm here to let you know about North American Banking Company. It's Reavers, by the way, here in the GL Podcast Studios. I made the switch. You should, too. North American Banking Company offers the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they're also locally owned and operated, which means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities, not shipped out of state. And this helps business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. North American Bank company deals with numbers every day, but you are never one of them. And their experienced bankers are ready to help business owners navigate all of the challenges and obstacles that come with owning a business. When North American Banking Company first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. While a lot has changed since 1998, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, well, that has not. So here's the deal. Go online. North American Banking Company's website is 
is nabankco.com, nabankco.com, North American Banking Company, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Okay, I got a great email from a GLer about seafoam, and this is, it's something I hadn't uh, thought about earlier. Hey, Kenny, longtime listener, first-time e- emailer. Anywho, been dumping by the gulp full, can full, about every other tank in both the roommate's Camry and my uh, F-150. Now get this, we've been upgrading our appliances one by one, starting with the microwave, then the dishwasher, then two days ago the fridge, all stainless. And man, do those leave fingerprints and handprints all over them. Looked online. People said, uh, grab a can of the blue and yellow stuff, put it on a soft cloth, and apply. Well, I said, bleep that. Uh, he got himself a can of Deep Creep, and man, did it do the job. So it ain't just for cylinders. It's way more versatile than that. In a world of bad gas and fingerprinted appliances, do yourself a favor Get some seafoam pushing back in Rochester, Minnesota. You heard it, GLers. You put a can in the cupboard right under the sink, use it at your leisure, and you'll have a truly wonderful product in a world of dirty stainless steel, I guess. You have a website, so there is a creative process involved here. Yes. Uh, the You're not just traveling and not talking to anybody. No, you, no, not What at is all. the website called? It's called Worldwide waftage what's waftage mean it's an old from the old english dictionary and it means to travel gently by air sea or land really to waft oh okay worldwide waftage dot com com and what do what do visitors to your site get or see they there's no charge to go there right we do have advertisers Mm -hmm. you know we try to make a little money off of it but we don't push the advertisers uh people go in there for no charge and they can read we've done Almost 3,500 stories, which is equivalent to a chapter in a book. Wow. I will make this available on all the Garage Logic social media yeah, channels. Yeah, let's put it on our yeah. site. Yeah. Please do. I'm Thank doing you. it right now. This Thank is really you. cool. And so we have people from all over the world, and many people write to us and give us suggestions when we're in their town or want to meet up with us. Mm-hmm. We we go on a cruise ship, and people recognize us from our website. Really? Oh, yeah. that's cool. So yeah. it's kind of fun. I mean, we're kind of just... Shaking our heads. So there's a there's a, a there's a means to this end. You are communicating this 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 way of life. Right. Yeah. Every day we do a new story. Okay. Never miss a day. I'm a ha- ancestry nut. You know, mm-hmm. with your ancestry, I would love to know what when they came over from Ireland. My right. ancestors. I know they were in steerage. You know, they right. weren't white tablecloth. So. It's kind of, when we started this, it was for our kids and grandkids right. and our siblings, so, and it has kept expanding. Growing and growing. And people from all over the world, and it just amazed us, because originally we did it so we wouldn't have to write, you know, 50, 60 emails a day to everybody in the family on oh, how we sure. were doing. So yeah. all of a sudden, it just took off, and so it's, it's a job. Can you uh, take precautions from here on out? To no, to not ever get trapped again, or is that just strictly was a, a freak of COVID? Yeah, that was that was a fluke. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a pain that you know you got to take the COVID test. It used to be seventy two hours before a flight you take. Now they got it down to the day before. Right. So now you almost got to buy these at home COVID tests right. to do it to be able to go and on a really, flight. The COVID has had a huge impact on our travel. It really mm-hmm. has. Mm-hmm. Because there are many countries we would go visit, but the restrictions are so much that 
if you were going for a week or two, it'd be okay. But for us to go stay for a while, it's not appealing. What about the Far East? Have you done Japan? No, we there. Before COVID, we had three cruises booked from Australia, Singapore, and then around Japan, right? And then come back to Seattle. Three, those three cruises got canceled. Oh, no China. No. no, we haven't done China. No South Korea. No. no. We went to Vietnam, okay. and I was hesitant about that because my back in 1970, my ex-brother-in-law was 19 and was KIA in Nam. Right. And I was hesitant about going to Nam, but then talking to Vietnam friends of mine who are veterans, I'm not a vet, mm-hmm. and when we were in Australia, Australians, Aussies were comrades in neighboring, and they kept telling me to go. Yeah. And we went... And we did a cruise on the Mekong River, oh. and it was, I, I was humbled by how the Vietnamese people was so outgoing. Wow. And you so know? welcoming. Well, it was fantastic. really an extraordinary experience. How do you deal with the language, sorry, Chris, uh, no, la- language barriers in all these different countries? Do you try to uh, learn their language a little bit, or do you get a, a local guide, or, or what? The first thing we do is learn the word thank you. Mm. Oh, that's number one. That's Good really tip. smart. And Good once tip. you learn that word, you can get so much done. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell this story. We were in Madeira. Not, not, not if she grabs your arm. You're <laughs> not telling this story. <laughs> no, you aren't. We were in Madeira. It's a Portuguese-speaking right. country off the coast of Africa. Right. Small grocery store, butcher shop, and this young, young female butcher, she's in her late 20s, and they had the signs up for the cow and the lamb and the pigs, and you could point at what cut meat you want. Right. And so she did that because we didn't speak Portuguese. Well, then it was just the two of us and this, and this young female butcher, Jess goes, buck, 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 <laughs> and she grabbed her own breath. My chin hit my chest. And that young, that young female butcher reached in there, and she cut four chicken that's breasts. That's how you get chicken breasts. <laughs> but that's how you communicate. Oh, right here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, would you have done that if that was the male butcher? And she's, oh, Lord, no. You know. Yeah. What I, about the French? I keep interrupting no, you, Chris. Go ahead, go I'll ahead. let you go next time. Yeah. Are the French uh, the pain in the ass that we assume they are, or are they pretty cool? Ah. Uh, she can. She took French for four years in high school and didn't use it for fifty years, so she could read the menus, read the road signs. So sure. that helped a okay. lot. And uh, being that we stay someplace for a while, they get they soften up. The Italians at first too were kind of. We spent three months in uh, Tuscany. Yeah, Tuscany. And wow. at first we didn't speak Italian, but then the Let locals me- kind of. Adopted us. We lived in a 300-year-old stone house oh. in a little town called Bavello, and wow. it's just little cobblestone streets that were steep hills, and no one spoke English. And we had a fantastic time. Good. Lord, so I'm going back wonderful. to the very beginning mm-hmm. when you see him reading the newspaper yeah. with the television on, and he <laughs> says, "I want to travel the world," just basically to get you out of the room. That week, how the hell do you budget that? I just sat down with my computer and Excel spreadsheet, and I started figuring out what would it take for us to live in beautiful places throughout the world and be able to make it affordable with our retirement pension. And I did the math, and I'm kind of a numbers cruncher kind of person, and put it together. And the the reality was we had to get rid of everything we own. We couldn't have car insurance, house insurance. We, We don't even have insurance in the U.S. because we had to buy international insurance, health insurance. And so figuring all this out, it, but we discussed it in January. We left on Halloween. Mm-hmm. 
It took that long every day, 12 hours a day I worked on it. Wow. And booking, booking and booking. We booked out the first two years. Before the we, first two years? Before we even left. Wow. We wanted, oh, my. Because if you don't have a home, there's a certain sense of security knowing you have a place to go. Right. Because yeah. we are not the kind of people that show up in a big city and don't have a place to stay. May I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Sure. Neither of you wear wedding rings. No. No. Is, did you sell them? My oh. wedding ring is in my son, my oldest son's safe in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. It, when you spend a lot of, we've spent three and a half years in Africa out of the nine and a half years we've been traveling. Mm-hmm. You do not wear jewelry. Oh. Even costume jewelry. They'll, they said, they'll do cut not your hand wear off for a, really? a ring. Oh, okay. They don't know the difference between real and costume and they'd mug you for, you know. Right. You're kidding. Wow. Well, speaking of that, I, I've been wondering, have you ever been a victim of pickpockets or, or muggings? No. Knock on wood. Yeah, we have Great. Because you don't have anything. Well, I don't. <laughs> He, he wears, we both have wallets that have no, those here's big, my wallet. We and both w- have these clips What I on. do, yeah. and, you know, i got a clip like this. Can you see it, Kenny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hook it on my belt uh, yeah. belt loop, <laughs> yep. and then I shove it in my pants. So yep. I'm oh. going to pick my pocket. You're not going to get that. I'm right. going to get a feel and on I do the same. I'm not even going to try for it. <laughs> no. So that's when we. But that's a good tip. But RFID. Our wallets are RFID. What's that mean? It means that with the, one of those scanners, they can't go read your credit card numbers oh. and your passport oh, numbers. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's got we a have shield. all RFID. We did a lot of security things. Wow. So is your website, Is it? could it serve as a guidebook on how to do what you're doing? It does. Um, we have a search bar, and if someone wants to look up in health insurance, they can just type it in the search. But the reality is it's a dialogue of our day-to-day lives. Yeah. As homeless people... <laughs> that have no place that they call their own, and the, the experiences that we have day after day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether it's waking up in the morning in the bush and there's t- 12 giraffes in our driveway, yeah. or it's being in, in a foreign country and someone brings a basket of flowers to the door. Have you guys been approached about this possibly becoming a reality oh, yeah. television show? T- two offers we've had. And, we've turned and you've them, turned them both down? we turned them both down. Really? We didn't do this to make money. Right. We yeah. did this for love. Well, if they throw it enough at you, you might change Yeah, but it's very, it's very intrusive. I wouldn't give it. You, there is no amount of money that would make me give this up. Really? No. Well, no. cool. You know, I suppose the, the restrictions put on you if you had to be filmed would be incredible. Yeah, right. Because if you went to a restaurant, they come in with lights and a yeah. microphone. Oh, sure. we, had, we had offers for two book deals. Really? And we turned that down because then, then we'd be going to bookstores and signing. Yep. Right. And, and we don't want anybody... Any company dictating the terms, telling us yes. how to live this life. Yep. This is a glamorous hobo life. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I I stepped on you. What did you say? I'm sorry. No, I loved what he just said. No, Tom just a... said something that we. Oh, didn't I hear. said she's the only one that dictates. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Hand on the arm. Yeah. Uh, no, what I said was this is like a, a fun, glamorous hobo life, which That's, I've always wanted to do. But there's parts that aren't glamorous. Mm-hmm. I, let me just say this. Okay. As much time as we like spending in Africa, and we've been to many countries in Africa, so it isn't just South Africa, but many other countries. And there's a lot of bugs. There's bugs oh, in, your, sure. in your bed. There's bugs on the wall. There's bugs on your clothes. You have to wear repellent around the clock. There's snakes in the in the in the, the oh, veranda or in the house. Oh. The temperature will be 100 degrees, and the humidity is 90. I mean, there's very many uncomfortable aspects. Sure. But we don't complain. Okay. And because yeah. we don't complain, whatever it is, we deal with it. Now it's been 12 years. 
T- t- it will be 10 in It'll be Halloween. 10. Now, during the 10 years, with the exception of Antarctica, which would be a, an obvious exception, have you done all of this traveling to avoid winter? Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. Because when we were talking about Antarctica, early on, my siblings and friends of mine, co-workers, are snowbirds, mm-hmm. typical Minnesota, and they mm-hmm. go south. And that was a motivating factor. They end up with two homes, two expenses of everything, mm-hmm. and by not having any, it's affordable. It's got to be a freeing feeling. It it, 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 that's the thing that we both love so much is we are so free. Uh, everybody, I think, everybody innately would like to be a minimalist. Mm-hmm. None of us are. Except when it comes to cylinders. Yeah. I but, have none. <laughs> I, none. But that again, you are the ultimate minimalist. Yeah, yeah. You own three suitcases. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. God. We have digital equipment and I, we have, you know, we have I'm technology. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I can't even comprehend that, Such. No. I, I'm so bad that I carry a coffee maker with me when I go to a hotel. <laughs> the the, the I, coffee maker. Oh, our, our rationale is if, if it doesn't have something, we adapt. Mm-hmm. And so many times you write on our, our website when we do the new post every day about adaptation and how important it is to us that we need to be adaptable. We go into a place and the bed's not comfortable. Listen, mm-hmm. we're sleeping in somebody else's bed around the world. Mm-hmm. If it's not comfortable, we go, oh, darn, mm-hmm. it's not comfortable. We'll make the best of it. How much right. research did you do ahead of, ahead of I mean, I'm guessing you did a lot, yeah, but yeah. how much research did you do ahead of time to adjust to certain diets in certain parts of the world? I mean, given that you might have an allergy or you might have well, something. Well, I have a special diet that I'm on. I kind of do a low-carb diet, which has made okay. it possible for us to travel. Because I got rid of some medical conditions that I had okay. that were hereditary, along with the heart disease that was hereditary. But I do this diet, and it's very easy because every country you go to has meat, mm-hmm. vegetables, salad. And when she says meat, fish, too. Some, kind, sure. of, any kind, some kind of meat. There is no place that we can't find something. Are you a church-going couple? We, we used to were, be. And we, when we got married, we got married twice because we were divorced. We got married by a judge here right. in Hennepin County. And then we both got our previous marriages annulled okay. because we're Catholic. And then we got married in a church. But as we traveled, there isn't very many Catholic Not churches really in the areas because we're all in the outlying I got to think there aren't any in Marloth Park. Yeah. There yeah. is, but... Maybe 20 miles away oh, yeah. or something right. like right. that. Yeah, you know, very but, crowded. And yeah. it was, you know... And then with COVID, place. too, you know. That, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, fascinating. Huh? I'm not done. Uh, Neither am I. <laughs> Sit back. Uh, what about island hopping, uh, exotic islands? And I don't mean just the Caribbean or yeah. Hawaii. Uh, exotic locations, small little islands, hard to get to. Yeah, that we've done a lot of that. We did. Fiji type things. Yeah. Fiji. And Fiji, we spent four months. We could, because we go for what they <laughs> can tell. islands. Like most countries, it's 60, 90, or 120 days. Fiji happened to be 120 days, so we spent 90 days on one island and 30 yeah, days we, on another island. The main island in Fiji is called Vanua Levo, mm-hmm. and the one we stayed on for the longer period of time was Viti Levo, and it's a very small island, and we were pretty much the only Caucasians there other than the sailboats that came in to replenish mm-hmm. their food, and we loved every moment of oh, it. I bet. Those people were amazing. When we flew from the bigger island to the smaller island... What? What's wrong, Kenny? Kenny? I'm motioning Reavers. Oh, Oh, who's next? Keep talking. Go, Tom. Anyway, (laughs) on a small plane with the door opens up and the stairs, three steps are on the door to get. They not only weighed our luggage, they we had to get on the scale. Oh, because they've got to know how to balance the thing. Right, right. And uh, 
there was a lady in line ahead of us. She says, I'm not getting on that scale. And they says, you're not getting on that plane. <laughs> <laughs> and and Has, for us, we have to watch our weight. Yep. Not only because we have one suitcase with clothes. They have to fit us today, tomorrow, six months from right, now. Right. So oh, we can't right. gain weight. So we right. very much are careful about we only eat two meals a day. We don't snack. We don't eat junk food. Yeah. It, we have very careful to maintain good health. Go ahead, Kenny. Has your perception about Americans changed with your travels? What oh. do you think about us? Yes. yes. Uh, in what way? Well, I was. I love my country, mm-hmm. and I'm very much a Lagrange logician. Mm-hmm. The country's changing, and as we've traveled, the world is divided too. And as we, people, we met people when Trump was president. People that foreigners didn't like Trump and other ones in the same country did like Trump. Mm-hmm. So it was that. And, but I always say about the divided country, yeah. my dad was a Democrat. My mother was a Republican. Mm-hmm. They had 11 kids. Mm-hmm. They were married for 57 years. Mm-hmm. On election day, after dinner, they'd get in the car and they used to go out to the kitchen door and they'd say, we're going to go cancel each other's vote. Yeah. So the, <laughs> we do that I in my house. Divided household. <laughs> well, what what, what but about ugly? A bigger thing right, now. Right. Yeah. What about ugly Americans? Are, well, are we are we crass and crude that. and loudmouth like me, or are we genteel citizens? Uh, <coughs> as we met, Jess wants to answer this. Okay. Didn't you get the arm Didn't grab? Right. <laughs> Didn't you get the arm grab? <laughs> when we when we took off on this, we made a commitment to each other for two things, as, you know, aside other things. But one of them was we'd never be the ugly American. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't leave a footprint behind that people would say, oh, Americans have been here. Right. So we clean up, we're nice, we're kind, we're considerate, we're generous, um, and we do everything we can that people have a great memory of us, this couple that came mm-hmm. here. Great. The other thing is we made a commitment that if either one of us ever got tired of doing this, mm-hmm. we would tell the other and the other would agree to quit. Well, and, and that, that hasn't happened yet. You haven't reached that point. No. We, we e- check. Every twice a year. She'll ask me, or I ask her, and she asks me, and we get, we agreed to that before we left Minnesota in right. 2012. And she'll say, "Do you want to keep going? Do you want to stop?" I, <laughs> no, I don't want to stop. Well, you hell, if you stopped, you'd have to undo this yes. life and start owning oh, things again. Yes. Oh, and that is so, so unappealing. And that never happened once in the ten months you had to spend isolated. Never, never once. Really, in that hotel room. At three o'clock every afternoon, I'd be done with the blog. I'd have that all taken care of. We do whatever financial paperwork we had to do, and then we would start streaming. We plugged in an HDMI cord because they didn't have smart TVs in India, and we plug in the H and we'd stream shows. Oh. And we'd ask our readers send us names of good shows. We'd sign up for any service right. so we could watch shows. So we sat there from three in the afternoon till we went to bed every night watching shows. And I suppose if that didn't break you, nothing, nothing will. No, right? no, you're just, bulletproof now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we feel that way because of what we've been through. Mm-hmm. We've just been through a lot, and uh, but none of it has felt like a sacrifice. And a lot of our family members say, well, why don't you come back and get a nice condo near near the Mayo Clinic or a hospital? And <laughs> you can be the typical, I'm going to be 75 before you know it, typical 75-year-old woman that goes to the doctor once a week. Yeah. That's not me. Uh, that's not for you. No. Well, I can't well, wait. Be congratulated. I can't wait for my wife to hear this. I'm going to have to book like well, 25 <laughs> trips. For the guys, when, when we meet other couples, and a lot of times it's the women who say, oh, I can't do it, be away from the children and grandchildren, blah, blah, blah. I say to the guys, no shopping. And this woman, 
used to have <laughs> not just four seasons of clothes. Because Minnesota, you got spring and fall. Yeah, when you oh, be, tell yeah. me about it, pal. Yeah. <laughs> and so to go from six closets, yep. you know, and half of my closet in our to bedroom. To one suitcase. To one suitcase, no shopping. It's fantastic. And it's even along your way, you don't see a little gift shop or something and no. think nothing. I don't look mm-hmm. at something and think, oh, I have to have that. Never. Interesting. Because wow. if but, I buy something, I have to get rid of something I already have. Because I don't there's have no space. space. I have yeah. 23 kilos in my bag. You guys have room. You guys have room for an official. Your official now offsite correspondence. Yes, we will. Thank you, because that's. I always put that on the OS offsite. And I brought in two podcast stickers for your cars, but you don't have a car. (laughs) Ding ding. Put them on the suitcase. They've traveled the world, and you just gave them a sticker. Here's a sticker. (laughs) That's that's all right. That came from our vast inventory of gifts. I understand. I hope I'm not getting too personal. But you mentioned the kids you used to have. Yeah. Do you get some push? back from them at time, especially considering you had a pretty major health uh, issue. At that time, yes, we did. Um, our kids are not happy we're gone. That, that's just a reality, and we understand that because they like having us around. Sure. But our oldest son, who's just turned 55, who lives in Henderson, Nevada, he's thrilled for us. He's a bachelor. He thinks this is the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the other kids that have our six grandkids, mm-hmm. they are not happy that we're gone all the time. No, Mimi and Papa aren't there to do the daycare. There you exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> which she did yeah. before we started. The, right. And the other thing is we changed our residency from Minnesota to Nevada back in 2012. Mm-hmm. Non-income tax state. And we got have oh. a mail service. Everything goes through the mail service. The only two things... Is for driver's license and voting. We use her son's address because they mm-hmm. need a street address. Yep. And after she had to triple bypass Clark County in Nevada, sent her things. She got called for jury duty. Oh boy! About two weeks after I had the surgery, right. they wanted me to come to jury duty. You told them um, I'm currently in. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and they, the first thing yeah. they rebuttaled. Oh, you were in Africa at that point. They didn't take it. They said you have to show, or we'll issue an award, award for, for your arrest. arrest. So oh. then she had to mail them all, all the doctors thing, and then they said, "Okay, being that you're over seventy, you'll never ever get called for jury duty <laughs> right. ever again." Right. Nice. So, what does the next year entail for you? Well, where Where are you going well, from here? Uh, well, go, go back to Martles, and it's ninety days. We have to exit and leave, yep. and then in uh, and then we might fly out to Kenya and go do some big safari thing in Kenya, and then come back a week later and be back and have, get our visa stamped. We the do thing. have three cruises booked, basically the whole month uh, of November and December. And we leave out of Athens, and we go to Israel and Egypt, back to Athens. That's 11 days. Stay on the ship. Leave Athens to the Mediterranean. Go to Lisbon, uh, Portugal. Stay on the ship. And that's 10 days. And the last one's 21 days. Goes down the west coast of Africa to Cape Town. And, and so we'll fly fun. back tomorrow. We'll Joe fart. doesn't want to brag, but he did get a new fart button. <laughs> yeah, I got one right here. <laughs> Which, where is the best beach you've ever been to? Where oh, in the world? The Indian Ocean in Kenya. Yeah. Okay. Really? It's absolutely yeah. pristine. Yeah. The sand is white and so fine, and the sea is just aquamarine. It is so beautiful, but it's extraordinarily unsafe to walk on that beach, and oh, there are m- no people on the beach. Oh, really? And in and ba- Basa, Bali, yeah. too, the sands were black, you know, from volcano or whatever right. it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, is it not safe due to crime? Okay, sure. Yeah. Crime is very big in Africa. I bet. Yeah. Sure. That much like you were saying with jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're very. We try to be as careful as we can, but there's still some risk. Tall buildings. 
Yeah. We don't stay, very seldom stay in the city because, as you always said, yeah. the closer you get to tall buildings, right. there's too many people, there's pickpocket, there's crime. You get away from the tall building, in our country or anywhere in the world, yeah. people are happier. Yeah. You know? Is there yeah. one place that, you're, that you've already scheduled or that you're looking forward to that you have not been yet? Soon? Relatively uh, soon? We, we haven't scheduled. She came up with that in South America, Pantanal. Oh, there's a place in South America, and David Attenborough had a story mm-hmm. on about it, and it's called the Pantanal. And it is the most ecologically diverse marsh area in the world. Really? M- more wildlife than anything. And you just S- go in a little boat, and there's piranhas, and oh, yeah. South of Argentina? It's uh, south Part of, of Brazil and Argentina is called the Pantanal. It's, I don't, I don't want to call it the tributaries of the Amazon, but it's kind of... Kind of like that. But we had watched, when we lived here, watched all those David Attenborough shows. And that inspired us for so much that we went to the Great Migration. The day that we saw the Great Migration on on that show, watching the big screen TV in the house, um, we said we have to go there. And that was before we ever decided to to do this. And it's something we got to do. I was scared to go to Africa Mm because I was a newspaper guy. Mm-hmm. Watch the news on TV, and like Kenny asked, you know, I believed in my country, and the rest of the world's a scary place. Right. And she wanted to go to Africa. I was scared. I tried to talk her out of it, and for many months. And I'm happy she wants she to go because I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, he loves it. The thing that was most profound for me is, you know, we're all from Africa, mm-hmm. one way or right. another, whether we like that or not. That's a reality. When we went to Africa the first time, and we went to the Maasai Mara, this is in Kenya, and we went on a small airplane, and I had never been on a small airplane. He had, but mm-hmm. I hadn't. And the pilot is sitting as close to me as, as Joe's sitting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm right behind him. And I'm, my knees are knocking. I'm holding my camera, but you can't see out the scratchy window of the little plane. And the, the pilot's name was Edwin. And he kept turning around and says, Jessica, I'm going to get you there safely, I promise. Nothing to worry about. And we're, we're flying over. We're heading to this place where there's no runaway. We're just going to be on the, on the savannah. Grass. You want and dirt, you dirt, know, dirt, gravel. Dirt. Wow. And he says to me, Jessica, look out the window to your right. And I looked out that window. And I saw Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh my! And when oh, I wow. I get goosebumps when I say this, oh, I saw wow. that my life changed at that moment. Really? I bet. When we get off that plane, I felt like I was home. She wow. what she said there because it was a small plane where the steps are in the yep. door. When yeah. It, and she says, "I feel like I should kiss the ground." I said, "You're not the pulp." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna link worldwideWaftage.com. So uh, yeah, I already have it on the uh, yeah. the, both the, the Twitter and the can Facebook access page. it. I really appreciate your time, yeah. and keep these coming in because it's become a bit. We may can't I do yeah. without may now. I suggest an addition? Yes, uh, from wherever you're at. How about a day in history of oh. Mumbai, India? In addition to well, this, if you day. can find it. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't want to give the guy work to do. Well, yeah. come, I just it's thought it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I I've been listening to Such for years. Just blather on, um, and. <laughs> This is easily the most fascinating thing I've ever been a part of. This is oh, so fascinating you. to me. Thank you. It's such. It's really an honor to us to be here. I mean, we're just oh, really glad it was to be here. And such a you, great pleasure meeting you. And none of us had any idea, did we? Mm. No. No. I mean, no, we, I had no idea. No, like, no, no, no. We have never met before, no. and the only communication we've had are these goofy, this day in history. Yeah, emails, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 
If I could make a travel suggestion, Waterville is really nice this time of year. (laughs) Right on Highway 60. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you very much. The town ball game there. Yes, exactly. Jessica Lyman, the traveling Lyman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure. You know, in my house, when it gets hot like this, we go through a ton of water. Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water, an independent water treatment dealer. And I'm not kidding. I got two boys in travel baseball, all their buddies coming over to our house, coffee every morning. We go through so much of our water at home. And you know what? I'm so glad I made the switch with my brand new drinking water system, courtesy of Connecticut and Hofferman Water. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have been a customer of Hofferman and Connecticut for years, and I am so glad that I decided to make the switch. And I know that you will be too. So do me a favor. Give them a call today for that free water analysis. 952-894-4040. Here in Minnesota, we have some of the worst water known to man. But that can change if you visit my friends at Hofferman Water and HoffermanWater.com. 952-894-4040. Or just go visit their website. See every available service that they have on their website. HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please Please do me a favor. When you when you get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water, please tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. Joe, yeah. you know what he's referencing? No. DeLorean didn't back to the future. Farewell. Oh, well, good trying. for you. Probably because it's only the 160th time he's made the reference. Leah right. Thompson, Minnesota's own. Leah Thompson. She was a cutie pie in that movie. Cutie pie? Mm-hmm. Cutie pie. We have a lot of female listeners who were worried about me. Thank you, Town Council people. Well, there was a lot of people that emailed there that were worried about you. Nothing I, to worry about. I had emails just to me to people. Make sure Joe gets to see a doctor. He did. A couple, couple of gals got a hold of me and just wanted to make sure that I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Yeah, go ahead. Patrick Royce's appearance is brought to us by ProfessionalTurf.com. And the only two people on the planet that don't need Professional (laughs) Turf are the traveling linemen. The rest of us, uh, we need them, uh, including Royce. If you want dandelions, broadleaf, weeds, crabby weeds, all that nonsense, it's gone right away with your first spring application. Uh, The slow-release long-term fertilizers, that's going to green it up right away. Click on ProfessionalTurf.com. Click on Estimates. You'll get your free lawn assessment and plan. Or you can just go to the website and get the phone number and call them. Uh, They've got a great office staff. And while you're on the website, check out the landscaping projects. They do a really good job. They also serve as irrigation systems, both the residential and commercial. Uh, they're a great company. It's your one-stop shop for everything in your yard, professionalturf.com. Such, yes. can I ask Patrick the same question I asked you earlier? Yes. Hey, Pat? Yes. What's up? How many? Uh, how would the game of flaws survive 10 months of isolation in the same hotel room together? Uh, who are we talking about? We just had as our guest the traveling Lymans. Uh, they uh, send us this day in Minnesota history every year, which is absolutely a corny bit, but we were intrigued that they've been sending them from all over the world. 
They've lived in, they live in Africa, they live in India, and we finally got to meet them today, and uh, they've been doing this for 10 years. They sold everything they own, and they travel the world, and they're a fascinating couple. And when COVID struck, they got trapped in Mumbai, India, in a hotel for 10 months and were not allowed to leave the floor. They have toilet facilities. That's what always worries me about India. <laughs> Ever since I saw the movie where the guy jumped through the dung. Yeah. Who I wants to I be a millionaire? <laughs> I do not want to go to India. I'm very worried about the toilet facilities. I think they uh, they had uh, they were in a Marriott and they did have plumbing. Yeah, I don't even like dog poop in the yard. I don't want to have it in my hotel. Okay, well, this, again, you're... That's not the question. This, this wasn't the question, Pat. Yeah. I think my wife and I could make all these trips, but we should make them separately. That's right. Yes. You go to Finland, I'll go to India, and we'll talk to each other about what the hotel room is. We'll FaceTime. Yeah. Well, it would be great. We damn near didn't make it out of D.C. <laughs> It was nice. The weather was nice. Yeah. Everybody was happy. Oh my God. I still failed the game of flaws. <laughs> you know what, Pat? So, it's even it's even more telling than that. The Lyman's don't play the game of flaws. No, they like each other. Oh, they, they like each other. Yeah, huh? yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, you know what the hell? Maybe she's frisky, and that takes care of it. Apricots anyway. did not come up. No, did not Jenny, come up. Yeah. Jenny, as you were talking, I was I had a question I've had my whole life. Yeah. What qualifies as crabgrass? Uh it's that uh, it's that stringy looking stuff. Is it does it all tangled in the midst of your lawn you yes. get this tangle of crapola? Is that yeah. it? And if you if you pull it up by hand and you do it carefully, you can get it all and watch it like tributaries in a stream and it just comes up in one big clump. Yeah. And, yeah. and where does it come from? It's just very persistent stuff. Uh, uh, bird says, poop. Bird poop. Oh, really? Is it really, Kenny? Uh, he has no idea. He's making that up. I have no idea either. <laughs> I am at the, speaking of a place without crabgrass, I'm at the yard right now. I uh, got some early work to do and decided I'd talk my way into the yard early. And, man, it's fun to see him, you know, sprinkling the water and doing the whole deal. <laughs> this here. is really the best warm weather game of the season for oh, them. Oh, the first. The first, first, really, the first. Really? Yeah. There was a warm Saturday about two or three weeks ago, but it was a 50-mile-an-hour wind. Yeah, the wind was. That was the wind blowing out of the south 100 miles an hour. It was really weird. Yeah, this is the nicest day. Uh, unfortunately for the twins, MnDOT is doing everything possible to keep people away from the ballpark Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. They are basically closing down the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of this, Kenny? Let's fix seven roads going the same direction. On the same weekend, how about I? That? I think there's nine full closures what? this weekend. Yeah, in downtown Minneapolis, uh, the big one is southbound 35W, closed between 94 and 46 all weekend. But in downtown St. Paul, if you're going to the wild viewing thing tonight, westbound 94 closed between 35E and Kellogg, 10 p.m. Until, uh, tonight until 5 a.m. on Monday. So, then, are the wild having that outdoor gathering like we've been seeing in uh, Toronto and Florida? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, all right. They're tonight, eight thirty. I have to take the grandson from a baseball game in Woodbury tomorrow to a hockey game in Brooklyn Park in the um, middle of the afternoon. 
I'm going to have to rent a helicopter from what I can tell. Um, yeah. I would hop on 694 westbound and yeah. take the, the northern side of the loop. Yeah. Do not go that, through the downtowns. That is, uh, that is 694 is not bad. Uh, this, uh, uh, it's not on the list. It's not but I'm on not, the list. I'm not making you any promises. But uh, don't get on Highway 36 because that will be shut down. Um, yes, I saw it, that. Yeah, yeah. Pat, we had best mention that there are uh, 22 horses in the run for the roses tomorrow, and 20, uh, 20. huh? They only let twenty in. Well, there's twenty two listed on the starting sheet. Mm, I don't know. Maybe they'll. Maybe they added two more gates. I don't know. <laughs> they already had the last guy just about running in the stands, so I yeah. don't know what. They, yeah, but uh, maybe 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 there's two alternates in case somebody can't make it. Who are the two Minnesota horses? One of them has to be the pioneer of Medina. I would think that's named for Medina. No, no, Zandon, oh. the favorite, the uh, early favorite was. Uh, it was. It's a Kentucky horse, but it's Minnesota owned. Okay. And then the other one is Zazos or something, and he's down the list. He's like twenty to one. And there's another horse that has a partial owner from Minnesota, but two of these horses are owned by Minnesota people, mm-hmm. and that and they have and those people do run horses at Canterbury. I. Don't believe these horses have run at Canterbury because this is this comes out from of that some of that high priced Kentucky bluegrass semen. These come out, yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. These, are, these are not those aren't so cheap not, horses, are they? No, these are not your Maple Grove uh, horses. Zandon is three to one. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, now Zandon. Uh, there's a horse in there that's partially owned by Minnesotans that actually beat Zandon in our last race. So uh, it'll be a stampede like all of them because uh, the Derby used to be 13, 14, 15 maybe horses. And every year now, uh, 20 is the max, and they let 20 and 20 guy people want to pay to get in there. Sometimes they aren't really qualified, and they have to pay a big supplemental amount of money if there's an opening, and uh, they'll it, do it. Just take the I, shot. I'm sensing a lack of interest in the race compared to years ago. Am I right or wrong? Oh, I think unless you have some legendary horse that uh, everybody says is going to win the Triple Crown this year, watch him. Yeah. It's, it, it is. Yeah, it's not what it was, but uh, I think Derby, you know, Canterbury will still have twelve thousand people out there. I will wow. say this too, because we were there last July. We were, we happened to be in Louisville, so we went and took a tour of Churchill Downs. And I was talking to the guide, and he basically said because they were renovating parts of the infield, and he said we will not stop selling standing room only tickets. Really? He said they'll have a hundred thousand people here on Derby Day at Canterbury. No, 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 no at Churchill Downs. Oh, at Churchill, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a horse no. named Messier. I wonder if Mark Messier has any relation to that. Uh, probably some New York owner who loves him or something. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, you get a lot of them named after weird people. Sometimes you can figure out the owner by the name of the horse. Cyberknife. That's got to be owned by a, a prostate doctor. <laughs> yeah, the expensive treatment. That's, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's the newest cyber thing knife. in prostate surgery. They use something called a cyber knife. Whatever know that. the hell yeah, it is. As long yeah. as you can, as long as you can pony up a hundred thousand or something. You, you know? know, every time though the derby rolls if, around. If, if you're eighty years old, and is it is it worth it? 
you know, the yeah. prostate. Yeah, you know, you're going to die of something else. Die all with it. Anyway. So <laughs> Jeez, leave some money for your relatives, you know, yeah. and rather than squeeze out a couple of more years. Well, Pat, since it is Derby uh, Derby weekend, it always reminds me of one of my favorite uh, Roycey stories when you took the American League Manager of the Year away from All-Star Game festivities to go look at the horse. <laughs> yeah, I got Tom Kelly to go down and see Secretary at a I picked him up at 6 a.m. We were in Paris, uh, uh, Kentucky, looking at Secretary at about 8, 8.30. Uh, Seth Hancock, the guy who uh, ran the farm, the owned the farm, wanted to talk about baseball, and Kelly wanted to talk about horses. And when we got back about noon, maybe 12.30, there's like six people on the sidewalk looking up and down, looking for Kelly, because no cell phone communicate anything. They thought he'd been kidnapped, but... Uh, yeah, we went down and saw Secretariat, and uh, Kelly got we got horseshoes from Spectacular Bid. We didn't get them from uh, Sec because Secretariat hadn't uh, and uh, new horseshoes for a while. But uh, Spectacular Bid, which also won the Triple Crown, we got uh, we got uh, horseshoes from him. But you Kelly still have those horseshoes? Yeah, it might be. You know what? I was thinking today, <laughs> my memorabilia. I couldn't have a closet sale. Yeah. <laughs> you know, You're not like Bud. Garage, <laughs> people talk about garage sales. I couldn't have a closet. I don't keep anything. Well, I hate the mess. I could, hate the mess. Yeah, you know? well, you could be like so, the traveling linemen. So we uh, lost uh, Carlos Correa last night. He got hit. Why, are they, why does he get hit in the hand? If they hit you in the hand the first time, don't have your hand there the second time. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, he's got a broken finger. So Royce Lewis. The uh, number one draft choice from a few years ago, who was playing over in St. Paul, will uh, be the shortstop. Really? This evening, he's he's uh, he's in the lineup, and uh, and uh, you know he's he started off well in St. Paul. He missed. He didn't play in 2020 because there was no minor league season. He didn't play last year because he tore his ACL. So he's doing this with uh, very limited, what, maybe 80 at-bats in uh, St. Paul or Rivers. Something probably. like that. How bad is the yeah. career? Uh, what's the timeline for him? Do we know I yet? haven't uh, heard yet, but he broke a finger. It'll be two months, probably, All-Star game. Oof. You know. You know That's too so bad because he was, playing, he was playing really well for them. I broke good, a finger, but... and it's it was seven weeks this Tuesday, and I'm good now. I'm good to go. You could hit. I could hit. You could hit. Yeah. If he knew how to hit, he could yeah. hit. <laughs> Did it improve it or make it worse? I can make an eight. You can make mm-hmm. an eight. Make an eight. Wow. Can make an eight. I think it was worth it. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> uh, eight thirty start tonight in St. Louis. I would call it a very important eight, tilt. Make that eight forty five. The, yep. uh, yeah. the big game is number five. The two teams are gonna come home, come back to St. Paul tied two to two. And whoever wins the Thursday night game will win the uh, will win the uh, series. Even if it's the uh, Wild having to go back to St. Louis. Uh, yes, the Wild will win it in seven. Then, mm-hmm. if they lose Game Five at home, nobody ever goes on a road and wins Game Six. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think the Wild did it twice in 2003, yeah. but that was a long time ago. Yeah. Did you see, by It'll the way, be, that the the Calgary and Dallas series, the fewest goals scored in two games since the 0-3 uh, Wild and Mighty Ducks really? matchup. Really? Three oh, games really? in t- or three goals in two games combined for both teams. So I watched and a little it, bit of the Rangers game last night, and uh, I got bad news for you. If it ever comes to uh, Wild versus uh, uh, Rangers, we got no shot. 
Well, you said the same thing about St. Louis. You're yeah. saying the same thing about anybody the Wild play. <laughs> it's his uh, defeatist mentality. The Rangers were very impressive last <laughs> night. They can Although be a great they did club. lose game, they they were probably so impressive because they lost game one. But they uh, got yeah, robbed. They the they Rangers got the robbed. Goal. They scored the goal and then played three overtime. Yeah. But uh, I think didn't uh, they came in here hotter than hell and uh, our boys beat them. That's but true. Yeah. Yep. Back in early March. Early March they five beat to them. one or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I recall anyway. But. Uh, uh, but I'll be here watching Paul tonight, so uh, good luck to the fellas. All right, uh, Patrick. That's fantastic. And, uh, Got the Oaklands in town. Yep. Yeah, the redone Oakland, which has had two crowds in the 2000s. The people are so mad at them. They like they got rid of everybody. And they're trying to get out of Oakland and go to Vegas, apparently. And uh, they, things are not good there, but they're not terrible. They're hanging around 500. So. And their payrolls, is their payroll officially the lowest in baseball? 30-some million. 30-some million. Yeah. <laughs> not as much as Carlos Correa is that... making not to play. So. Wow. I got to think they'll draw a decent crowd today. It's so gorgeous out. Yeah, they might do well. They should. Just stay off Hennepin Avenue, as I said on Twitter. <laughs> Hennepin Avenue is so torn up, even the muggers can't find a corner to lurk on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere to hang out, oh, man. Pat, I wanted to ask you. Over the head. I wanted to ask you, uh, what what's the situation with Dave Benz and Bally Sports? I don't know. Oh, I thought maybe probably, you had some inside. They probably want to diversify. I was shocked to discover he had such a hardcore audience of fans. Somebody suggested he was... He might have been fired because he was too critical of the team, and I think they were serious. Yeah, I, I, I said this morning, what are they? They want him in a full cheerleading uniform? Just just, just being a 100% homer isn't enough. If he did the game dressed up as Crunch, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, be there in the thing without the head on. <laughs> God almighty. I'll see you Dave, Monday. We will, yes. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, we will. All right. See you, Pat. Right, thank you. I want to remind you that, uh, by the way, it's 69 degrees. This is a Friday in the spring. Let's just call it. I'm. Do we have to call downstairs to the weather center? I think we should. Okay. Would you do that while I tell people about the yes, great... Yes, uh... Jealers, you know this. It's officially mosquito season, so if you're tired of getting eaten up in your yard, call my friends at Mosquito Shield. Owned and operated by a couple of GLers, it's Ray and Mike, the father and son team that own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities, and their territory is all over the place, but 169 and 35W all the way to the St. Croix, north to Forest Lake, and down to Lakeville. Getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks, that's their expertise. They are not like other pest control companies that also spray for bugs. They focus on the mosquitoes and ticks only, and they have that proprietary blend of Mosquito Shield. You cannot buy this on the shelf. It was invented by the founder. It's used exclusively by the company. I tell you what, they're going to take great care of you and your yard. They come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, and they do so until they go dormant around the end of September or October. And they also stand behind their work. If for any reason that you're going to need them in between applications, they will do an additional service call at absolutely no charge. And that's because they want you to choose when it's time to go inside, not the mosquitoes and ticks. 
So find them online, moshield.com, that's moshield.com, and just put in your zip code, and you're going to find them. Or give Kelsey and Mike a call directly at 612-619-1556. You mentioned GL, and you are going to get $50 off your service. KNL Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products and is the preferred choice among trap enthusiasts and waterfowl hunters for over 25 years. KNL is an authorized SKB shotgun dealer with a huge selection of youth models and has a huge selection of trap loads. Fall hunting is right around the corner, and it's never too early to start stocking up on waterfowl loads. KNL now has a lot of the calibers that have been hard to find in stock. KNL Surplus and Ammo is veteran owned and offers first responder and veteran discounts. Mention GL and receive a 10% discount. KNL is also committed to safety and is a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go to klgunstore.com. That's klgunstore.com. Damn right it is. It's Friday, and if you feel like celebrating, treat yourself to some brand new Chill Boys, which you can find online at chillboys.com. The cool, soft, and breathable, most comfortable underwear you will ever own. I am wearing the Performance Boxers today. Uh, the uh, the dark black is my favorite, by the way. They also have bamboo boxer briefs, and they also have performance socks, long johns, if you're still interested this time of the year, and hoodies, t-shirts, all sorts of stuff. You go online, you place your order, and if your order is over $40, well, that ships fast and free throughout the entire United States of America. Go online, place your order, work with the best customer service team around, and please, please, please let them know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic podcast, Joe. 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 <laughs> I thought he went home. I did too. We're calling it. It's 70! It's 70! Raise him up. The worst contest in the world is over. <laughs> Somebody won a grill. We'll know Monday. But right? Should they still register? No, it's too late no. to win the Traeger grill from Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Now, it's verified on the uh, News website. It's on our phones. It's uh, Kenny's it's been here. monitoring the National Weather Service. And you forgot to bring in the history of the openers. Yep. We'll have to have those Monday. I think this is a rather late opener. May 6th, is it today? I May, believe, because I did, May 6th, when yes. I was in the process yes. of moving, that's when I discovered that I still had the list of openers. Very important. I do believe there was a late May opener. That could have been. There. I guarantee yeah. you, fellas, there's going to be controversy surrounding this. Probably. I'm a mayor. I'm saying it's 70. <laughs> I guarantee you there's going to be controversy. You know what else today is? Here's the best part, Kenny. We just blame Joe when yeah, we're off the yeah, hook. Right. It's his fault. That's what we always do. Today is the 57th anniversary of the worst tornado outbreak in Twin Cities history. I remember it well. I witnessed the uh, funnels. In 1965, six tornadoes hit the metro area during the night of May 6th. The National Weather Service 
reported severe damage in six counties across the metro, primarily on the western and northern sides. Neighborhoods from Norwood, Young America, and Waconia to Minnetonka and through Fridley and Blaine were hit. Four tornadoes were F4 on a scale of five, wind speeds of more than 200 miles per hour. I could just see them from the end of the dock on uh, on the east shore of White Bear Lake. Huh. I could see contrasting funnels in the wow. on the western horizon. Wow. And so, those are the ones attacking Fridley and what have you. Remind me oh, then. So you boy. in 65, not only you had this but you had horrific flooding that too. Just, yes. That was the flooding year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. In fact, the that's a good point. Thank you. Did the tornadoes precede the flooding? I think they had to. Well, the flooding would have taken place in April, wouldn't it? I have yeah. Night. Well, anyway, uh, every, many, many listeners remember that night in 1965. Oof. I was almost one month old. And I, uh, we've kept, we've had such a different show today. Look at all the material you I have, didn't get to. I've got two <laughs> shows of material here that I gladly ignored. Uh, listening to the travel, I had a gut feeling that that was going to be spectacular. I don't know I've, why. I've already been to their website, Suits. You've got to hop on their website. Yeah. It is fascinating. Worldwide Waftage. Yeah. com. And you can go to the Garage Logic Twitter and Facebook page. Both of them are posted there if you would like. There is a news event that I that I can't ignore, uh, and that is we have our replacement as the White House uh, press spokesman. How about spokeswoman? Uh, apparently Saki lined up a better gig at MSNBC or something. And so we have a woman, and I'm going to keep it positive. She has the best, what's the word I want? Checklist? Uh, what, what do you, she has the best. Res- resume? But she has the best resume of any Mysterian I've ever come across. She hits every box. She's fantastic. All right. And I'm doing that in a positive way. Her name is, uh, the hell's her name? Um, Corrine Jean-Pierre, and she uh, has been around the White House since the uh, Obama days, and she's been a deputy press secretary. Let's let's take her around the bases, shall okay. we? Yep. She's a first. That gets her to single because she's the first uh, black woman. Got it. That she's black gets her to second base. Okay. She's also LGBTQ, BYXCY, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. That gets her to third base. Mm-hmm. But the best is her at-bat with the bases loaded, her partner of seven years is a CNN White House correspondent. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Whose name is Susan Malview. Joe, isn't that a conflict of oh, interest? Oh, you don't worry about it. That's fine. You can she believe was... every word now that comes out Do you out think of when she gets asked a question by her partner, she'll say, mm-hmm. well, honey, in response... <laughs> Soon after Jean-Pierre's new gig was announced, Alex Marlowe, editor-in-chief of the right-wing news outlet Breitbart, tweeted, This is one of many examples of the corporate media literally in bed with the government it covers. Yes. <laughs> literally. These two are, these two. I think they have a, a child together. Or, well, I don't know how, how they did that. They must have had some means. They had help. They had help. And, and so uh, here you have it. She's, she hits every, that is a home run. Wow. She's a first, she's a black, she's a female, and she's LGBTQYMBC. She and also her partners was, with CNN. And she was the chief public affairs officer for MoveOn.org. Yes. A former political analyst for both NBC and MSNBC. Yes. And political affairs for Obama. You, can, you literally are not going to be able 
to take one word of sincerity from this woman in her new role. Uh, Not one. Saki calls her a partner in truth. Right. Right. <laughs> so what what gig is Saki getting out of this? I think she's getting a television gig on cable. Huh. They've been the White House uh a chief of uh what do you call these people? White well, House Press secretary. Press secretary. Press secretary. Yeah. A lot of press secretaries have used it as a springboard. Sure. To just get better gigs. Kenny, know. remind me, which one was your gal uh, during the Trump administration? Uh, the one that frightened me. I yeah. can't remember her name. <laughs> but yeah. Oh. yeah. Wasn't she the daughter of the Arkansas guy? Or? I don't know, but I know whenever I see her, I know that I've been a very, very bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm probably going to have to be punished. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm saving all this stuff. You got Monday show already in the books. And then I'll determine. Uh, Such, I, I don't know. I, we are a podcast, and we don't do traffic. But Roycey made a really good point. There are a lot of closures, and normally I wouldn't bring this up. But I know a lot of people, the younger, uh, the younger generation, they don't listen to the radio, and they don't watch TV, and they might not know. So I just want to mention a couple big ones yes. here. Big ones that will affect your life. Westbound 94 closed between 35E and Kellogg tonight, 10 p.m. until 5 a.m. on Monday. Both directions of 494 are going to be closed right around the 35E Pilot Knob area. 55, a lot of people already know this, closed through Mendota Heights. Westbound 55, this is a big one. You can't get over the Mendota Bridge on Westbound 55. In South Minneapolis, southbound 35W closed between 94 and 46th Street. That's tonight all through the weekend. Highway 36 between Edgerton and 61. Highway 36 at Manning. Highway 10, both directions, between Ferry and 7th. That's in Anoka. Highway 10 closed at 169 in Elk River. And both directions, this is for you weekenders, both directions of 169, a single lane in Elk River. You know who doesn't have to worry about that? Who's that, Joe? The Lymans. Yeah, no doubt. The Lymans. Say, uh, <laughs> we got a... By the way, really quick, you know what no, I thought was You don't have charming? to be really quick. Um, when I walked them out go. to go back to their car, yeah. here's another key of how they did. Like, they were holding hands when they left the building. I thought that was what charming. hell? I thought that was so charming. Kenny, Kenny, you didn't see it, but she was holding his hand in here. I've they like each other. I love that. I do too. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I think one time she might have fallen down in the joint bar uh and I I gave her a hand getting up. Yeah. Yeah. Or she passed out and fell out of the car. Yeah. I you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> time hack. 10333 of Tuesday's podcast made me spit out my beer. Uh-oh. I'm sitting on a train from Stuttgart, Germany to Mannheim on my way up to Ramstein Air Base to spend the weekend with the bride. Listening to the banner about nude beaches when Kenny blurts out, I've seen the Germans. <laughs> I was in mid-drink when my brain involuntarily imagined all the people around me in the buff. I managed to keep most of the mess contained to myself and apologize to the 70-ish year young Fräulein seated next to me. Thanks for the laugh, Chris from Iowa, but right now in Germany. That's spectacular. Okay. I have to admit, I was fishing, and I wanted it to happen organically when I asked the Lymans about beaches. Yeah. I was hoping they'd go there without prompting, yeah. but I, I let it go. 
Uh, and Dennis says, the contest, I want to enter that contest to win the Fiat. So please enter my guests today. <laughs> fiat. <laughs> See, this is why it was the worst. And then he, he says, P.S., I did this correctly, didn't I? The contest is over. We hit 70. Although this guy said, when did he mail this? Yesterday, he, I believe. He mailed this. No, he mailed this at 8.12 oh, a.m. this morning. And he predicted today at 1.37 p.m. Oh, he almost nailed it. Yeah, but he's not registered. And we're not giving away a Fiat. And I'm not just giving him a car. <laughs> Come on, Oprah. What the hell? You get a car. You get Fiat stock. Well, you, you've met them now. Wait, now only, we can say because they came to us from St. Paul. Only because <laughs> they've come to us all the way from this studio. <laughs> from Tom and Jessica Lyman, the traveling Lymans. It's on this day in Minnesota history, on this day in 1834. May Two Presbyterian missionaries from Connecticut, Samuel W. and Gideon H. Pond, arrived at North, I'm sorry, arrived at Fort Snelling and soon began working with the Dakota on the shores of Bidet Makaska. The Pond brothers would develop a Dakota alphabet, publish a Dakota newspaper, and record many traditional Dakota practices during their years as missionaries. On this day in, 19, in 1840, soldiers expel Selkirker squatters from the Fort Snelling military reservation and burn their cabins. Although the Selkirkers had moved to escape the fort's boundaries the year before, a new survey found, uh, showed that they remained within the military's jurisdiction. The settlers then relocate to the site that would become the city of St. Paul. On this day in 1865, a group of Cutlerites, a branch of the Mormon church that had faced discrimination elsewhere, arrived at Clitheroe Lake and lay the foundations for the first permanent settlement in Ottertail County. Hmm. Oh, be. Huh. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that. And on this day, in 1896, groundbreaking ceremonies are held for the third state capitol building, the one we have now, I believe, right, designed by Cass Gilbert. And in 1897 on this day, well, a lot of stuff this day, huh? Uh, the New York Times prints an article headline named by the president Stanford Newell of Minnesota nominated for Minister of the Netherlands. It goes on to report that Mr. Newell, appointed minister to the Netherlands, is one of the prominent Republicans of Minnesota. He has never held public office, but has been connected with the Republican State Committee and during some of the most important campaigns was its chairman. His appointment is due to the request of the Republicans of Minnesota without regard, without regard to faction. On this day in 1948, Mary Ann Cortu, who later became known as the singer and songwriter Mary McGregor, was born in St. Paul. In 1976, she recorded the pop song Torn Between Two Lovers, which became a number one hit the following year. She married Paul D. McGregor on November 13, 1971, but they later divorced. And finally, finally, I've already mentioned it, on this day, tornadoes in the northern Twin Cities suburbs, including those those known collectively as the Fridley Tornadoes, killed 14 people and caused $57 million in damages. It was on this night in uh, 1965. I remember it clearly. I remember it clearly. I uh, <clears throat> did send an email and notified the staff mm -hmm. that the mayor has declared a... Um, well, it's not the open. mayor. The temperature... We went with an official mm -hmm. site. Um, not making it up. Kenny was accurate. Yeah, we're going to go with the mayor declared. What happened? Uh, no, we'll we're talk just, off the air. We're just going to go with the mayor declared. <laughs>
I'm not done, man. I want to oh. tell you about the Center of the American oh, Experiment. Oh, please do. Yes. We need them now more than ever. A great think tank that's been in our midst for 30 years with a great website, AmericanExperiment.org. <laughs> great uh, papers that they produce. Great research. They bring in speakers. They stage events. They, uh, they're trying to make Minnesota a much more sane and reasonable place to live. And most recently at a tax rally at the Capitol trying to get back that $9.3 billion or at least drive some common sense into the people deciding what to do with that tremendous amount of money. They, uh, they're they great thinkers. I'm not going to call them a conservative think tank. They're just a think tank full of common sense people. And uh, you'll enjoy the website and you'll enjoy their what they produce on a daily basis. It's AmericanExperiment.org. You know how over the years <clears throat> you what have often Kenny? declared that... Uh, Oh, yeah, We're going to have a six o'clock meeting, yeah. meaning yeah. that either yeah. Rook or I or Kenny are in trouble. Right. Yeah. Pretty sure management's going to call a six o'clock meeting. <laughs> really? Just for the mayor. Well, just for Joe. <laughs> just, I Why? can't stop laughing because everything. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You think you have a handle on it. Right there. It says 70. I agree with you. It shambles. Everything is shambles. The worst contest in history ends in utter disaster. It's like married forever. Just a disaster. (laughs) It's just... You know what it is, Kenny? Good luck, Joe. It's delicious, isn't it? It is. is. GLers, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube page where today... I will cut up the two-part interview that we have with the Traveling Lymans, and I'm looking forward to watching that later today. Also, visit us on our social media channels, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Why am I in trouble? It's where, 70 degrees. Where you can see the Traveling Lymans. Really cool uh, I guess website. it's going to be uh, the Krabby Coffee Shop uh, show Monday through Friday from now on. <laughs> I'm in that much trouble? Uh, we don't know that. What the hell did I do? Have a good weekend, Suchi boy. Yeah. Give me a shot. Go Give me a shot. Give me a shot.